Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. If you've been listening lately, you know We've been going through the book of 1 Thessalonians. It's amazing, and maybe you'll hear me say this, but I was preaching in Ohio uh, just a couple of days ago, actually, and a, a dear lady came to the service and said, I've been listening to KNVB, NB, KNV, NVBC. Okay, she said it better than me. KNVBC. And she said, we're in 1 Thessalonians right now. And I said, amen, sister. I'm glad somebody's out there listening. But that's where we are. We've been in chapter number 5. And the theme has been rapture and then the coming tribulation period. You know, you've got to get your eschatology, your end times in order. And I'm glad that God did not appoint us to wrath, but we're waiting for rapture. And after the church is raptured out, there will be a judgment poured out upon this world like you've never seen before. The wrath of God will be poured out upon the Gentile nations. He'll be dealing specifically with his nation of Israel during the times of Jacob's trouble. And I'm glad during that period of time, you and I will be in eternity that are saved. And we'll have the marriage supper of the Lamb, the judgment seat of Christ, and then we'll come back on white horses one day riding alongside shotgun with Jesus. We'll be in First Thessalonians chapter 5 again today, and while you're finding your place there, let me invite you to visit Help for Today. Helpfortoday.org is the address, helpfortoday.org. This is a free resource put together by the faculty of our Bible college here and the staff of North Valley Baptist Church, and men and ladies take time to write articles designed to be a help to the Christian life. I like the website. You'll enjoy it. It's not just articles, but also bulleted lists. There's bus ministry helps, media ideas, uh, choir ideas, things that'll be a, a help to the ministry but also articles written for the individual Christian life. There are marriage articles and articles on child rearing, articles uh, on uh, your prayer life and walk with God. So visit the website, helpfortoday.org. Also, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to the website. It's totally free. Just type your email address in and hit subscribe. It, you'll be prompted to when you visit the site, and that puts you on our free mailing list. Every day, you'll get an article sent directly to you from Help For Today, and I use those in my morning Bible reading time as devotionals, and you can do the same, and you'll enjoy those articles. They're fresh and new every day. They're not retread. Uh, they're fresh. They're new, and you'll enjoy listening, or rather, reading Help For Today. All right, let's get to the broadcast today. Here we are in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. We'll pick up our reading in verse number 9. The Bible said, For God hath not appointed us to wrath, I mentioned that a minute ago, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us. That whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. And thank God for that truth. The Thessalonians were sort of wondering what happens uh, if Jesus comes back when those who are dead, will they rise? I mean, what's going to go on? And here we have that uh, settled in verse number 9. Whether we go by grave or Gabriel's trumpet, thank God, so shall we ever be with the Lord. He's coming soon. The dead in Christ will rise. Chapter 4 tells us that. And then we which are alive and remain. And by the way, I hope I'm alive. Aren't, I, I'd like to go up. I mean, wouldn't that be a blessing not to have to attend your own funeral. 
Yeah, sure it would. I hate getting fitted for suits, let alone a casket. I mean, wouldn't it be a blessing if Jesus came back? I mean, today. And it doesn't matter. You say, well, my loved ones are already planted in the ground. Their body's there. But one of these days, that old body's going to come out of the ground, and thank God they'll get a new body. And uh, verse number 11, wherefore, comfort yourselves. There's that command again. Rapture ought to comfort the Christian. If the preacher preaches on Jesus coming and you get nervous and you get a little uneasy and you get a little unsettled, can I say you might want to check your own salvation because you and I who are saved ought to be shouting it out, ought to be stirred up when we hear that Jesus is coming soon. It ought to, it, I, I guess in a sense, it ought to make us a little nervous if you're living wrong. Every day you ought to live rapture ready. Uh, I don't want to be ashamed at his appearing and we ought to make sure that we're living lives that please the Lord. Comfort yourselves together and edify one another. That means encourage one another. Remind each other. Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming. All right, verse number 12. And we beseech you, he's saying, I'm charging you now, I'm asking you, brethren, to know them which labor among you. Who would that be? Those servants of God given to the work of the ministry. He's not talking about just the average individual, but those who've given themselves especially to preaching the Word of God, laboring in the Word of God, teaching others the Word of God, which labor among you and are over you in the Lord. So we see the work of the ministry and the position of the pastor in the ministry over you. Now, that is not uh, making a, a dictatorial type of statement. It's not lording over God's people, but it is leading God's people. A shepherd guiding sheep, a shepherd leading them to water, a shepherd leading them to green pastures, a shepherd who protects the flock, and a pastor is supposed to be over the people. We live in a day where pastoral authority is under attack, and that's because everybody's so full of themselves. You say, did he just go there? Oh, I went there. And we live in a prideful generation. There's no doubt about it. And a lot of folks get themselves in a lot of trouble. Why? Because they try to usurp authority. They don't think the pastor ought to be an authority because they want to be an authority. Everybody's that way. Anybody who has a problem with authority, they don't have a problem with authority. They have a problem that they're not in it. Oh, that's good preaching. I'm going to sign my own Bible after the broadcast. That's such good preaching. But the Bible says here that those who labor among us ought to be over us. Thank God for pastoral authority. Thank God for pastoral leadership. It's a sad day in our churches where we have men who stand behind the pulpit and wear that title of pastor there on their lapel, and yet they, they're so casual and so carnal and so melancholy and, and so wishy-washy and non-absolute in their position, they can't lead anybody. I mean, they can't lead their own family, let alone the family of God. They can't lead themselves to have any standards or sins, let alone somebody else. But I'm thinking uh, today that we ought to be thankful if you have a pastor who labors and who has that authoritative position, not as a—I heard a preacher say, I'm not trying to be a dictator. I'm just trying to keep you from being one, and I think that's a good statement, and admonish you. Watch what the Bible said, to esteem them, verse 13, very highly in love for their work's sake. So we ought to lift them up. You say, well, he's just a man. Yeah, but he's a man who's serving God. He's just a man. Yeah, but he's a man who's been placed by God. He's just a man. Yes, but he's got a call of God on his life. And you ought to esteem them. Don't be a hypocrite. Don't brag on your favorite quarterback and slam your pastor. That's right. Don't vaunt your favorite pol politician and slander your pastor. Don't you make much of some secular musician and then say it's a man worship to esteem highly, a Bible command, by the way, esteem highly a pastor for the work's sake. You and I, we ought to take care of the man of God. Thank God for Pastor Appreciation Month. You say, what month is that? Every month. That's right. I know that there's a month in the fall, and it's really right about now coming up, Pastor Appreciation Month. But can I say every month 
ought to be Pastor Appreciation Month. Every day ought to be Pastor and Pastor's Wife Appreciation Day. I believe that. We ought to esteem them very highly for the work's sake. All right? Verse number 14. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly. Warn them. Comfort the feeble-minded. Sounds like our Baptist churches. We got unruly folks, feeble-minded folks. Support the weak. Be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Verse 14 and 15 will wrap up our broadcast for today, and I want us to notice now Paul is giving them some policy, some practice, some principle for getting along with one another in the local church setting. You know, there's all kinds of different people with different attitudes and different personalities in the church pew. Not everybody's perfect like you. Some people have flaws. In fact, there are some who might get unruly. We're to warn them. That's right. You ought not let them run like a bull through a china shop in the church house. Somebody ought to, and it ought to be somebody in leadership position, by the way, uh, ought to stand and, and rebuke and warn and counsel those who are unruly. Comfort the feeble-minded, those who are waffling, those who maybe don't have as strong as faith as others do. Comfort them. Uh, encourage them. Give them some time. Disciple them. Support the weak. Help them. I, I think about the weak, uh, those weak in faith, yes, maybe those weak in body. Visit the shut-ins. Love those in the nursing homes. Don't forget about those who maybe are struggling with an illness or grieving uh, through loss. Support the weak. And then it says, be patient toward all men. Patience will cover a multitude of sins, my friend. Just be patient. Be patient! Takes too long to be patient, I know, but here it is. Be patient toward all men and see that none render evil for evil. That means this, turn the other cheek. But ever follow that which is good. Remember, we have a testimony to uphold. We have a, 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 a reputation to maintain among yourselves and to all men. In the church house, keep your testimony. In the world, keep your testimony. Well, that's verse number 9 down through verse 15. Next broadcast will begin in verse 16. We have a list of short commands, powerful statements here in 1 Thessalonians 5. Join me next broadcast as we get into that. Until then, keep praying for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.